How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020, and you already know what time it is. We're a day closer to the MLB coming back. We're a day closer to the NBA coming back, which is exactly what I love. I know I've taken a couple days off, guys. Had didn't do a podcast last week. I did one two weeks before that. But honestly, I've just been waiting for more information to come out on these leagues and stuff. And I'm not going to put some whack content out for y'all. Also, I've been getting everything together, getting ready for a massive college football and NFL season. Hopefully, both those seasons will happen. But I'm no COVID doctor, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys how I think it is and isn't going to happen. But trust me, I'm going to have podcasts out on each conference for college football players, championship, all that stuff. You know, I'm going to give you all my preview of everything I think is going to go down. I've been doing good work on that. Um, NFL as well, same thing, division by division, how I always like to break it down. Fantasy football, have all that stuff ready to roll for y'all starting in July. So, I mean, shoot, guys, it's right around the corner. Next month, you already know it's time to start with everything. Training camps, everything's coming back. But let's go ahead and start things off on the big news. MLB season is back. It's a 60-game season, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm extremely excited, man. It just feels good to have some baseball back. Um but I want to say this before I really get into the details and talk about what details we know, because there's still some things that have to be worked out. And we don't know everything yet about baseball coming back. But honestly, I'm a little disappointed it took this long. I really felt like MLB had a lot of time there where they could have showcased the league and all the talent they have in it. I mean, it's a fun time for baseball, man. The way the ball is flying out of the park and everything. I feel like they really got things back to normal last season and made it fun again to watch baseball. And I loved it last season, but... I felt like that it wasn't even about the love for the game. It was about the money, and that kind of really turns me off from everything. I hate the fact that all these guys are all about what they're getting paid and not really about playing for the love of the game. Don't get me wrong. I thought the offer was dog crap that the owners offered them to begin with, but I just kind of hate that, man. I feel like it's all come away from sports, from the love of the game. It's all about what you're going to get paid in business and everything, but at the same time, you know, you got to feed the family, so I definitely understand it from that side too, but... I just love seeing the passion of these guys that just love the game, and that's why they play it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, that's why we do stuff, because we love it. But I th- I'm glad, finally, we got everything back. Training camps are about to start. I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround, July 1st. Um, so players are starting to get tested for COVID and everything. Um, I'm not going to lie, guys. I really don't see any value right now in betting these futures, mostly because, one, we don't know if there's going to be DHs for the NL and AL, which I think there is going to be. But they still got to work out a couple kinks here real quick. So, I mean, I definitely think that once they work some of those things out and we get all the official information, you know, every last little piece of information, that's when I'm going to be ready to start placing future bets and figure things out a little bit more. But it's good that they're at least going to have a full pro rate for the 60 games that are played, which is about 37% of these players' salary. I mean, they need some money and whatnot. Um, there definitely be some big challenges. I mean, they're going to have to quarantine players. Um, they're also going to have to quarantine teams if the entire team gets infected. See, that's going to be the interesting thing, is if five or six teams get COVID and shit shut down, it could shut down the whole league, you know, if the majority of the roster has it, five or six teams. That's why they wanted less games is solely because they know they're going to make a lot of revenue off the playoffs. And so they know they can get that revenue if they play less games and get there quicker. That's why they want less games so they can make do without COVID. I mean, shoot, they probably could have paid, played 100. They probably could have played 80 if they wanted to. But they went with 60 because they think it's good enough to figure out who the better teams are and who the worst teams are and figure everything out. Also, 10 teams will be in the playoffs, so that's a little new too. But Ultimately, it's all about getting to the playoffs and not losing any revenue because of COVID. That's what they need to do, and that's what they're trying to get to. That's why they chose a 60-game season. But 
on top of all those things, I think it's going to be fun to watch, guys. And, I mean, the Orioles could mess around and have a hot first 40 games of the season and mess around and make the playoffs. I mean, that's going to be the crazy thing about a shortened 60-game season. So be a lot of big things to watch out for with this MLB season coming up. But like I said, guys, we got to be happy we got baseball back 24th of July. I cannot wait, man. Um, next thing I want to talk about is another big headline. Dak Prescott signs his franchise tenure for one year, $31.44 million. And, you know, I actually think it's a smart idea for Dak to turn down a, a long-term deal that would have given him more money. The NFL salary cap is about to jump up here at the end of this season. and Or not at the end of this season, but the end of next season. So Dak could play back-to-back franchise tag seasons, bet on himself a little bit, and then get that massive payday, which I think is very smart for Dak Prescott. I mean, if you look at it, this new, this next um, deal is going to be. I mean, it's. I heard it's going to add anywhere from fifty to a hundred million dollars worth on the new salary cap, which is a ton of money. I mean, that's pretty much going to make all these old contracts, you know, out of the loop. Kind of what happened with the NBA, where those old contracts where you're making twenty five million dollars, all of a sudden that becomes nothing when these other guys are signing for thirty five, thirty million dollars. You know, all of a sudden that becomes a reasonable contract. So, I think Dak was smart in holding out and waiting a little bit of time to get his money. Also, I mean. Dak's got a lot of elite stats. Like I saw one last night where that there's only been two quarterbacks to throw 20 plus touchdowns over the last two seasons, and that it and in when they're outside of the red zone. So only two quarterbacks have thrown 20 plus touchdowns on the outside of the red zone. Patrick Mahomes is 30. Dak Prescott is 24. So I mean that's another something right there. And you add C.D. Lamb in the mix, more speed on the edge means more touchdowns for Dak. I mean, they get him this new weapon. He Now he's got Michael Gallup as his third receiver. He still has Ezekiel Elliott in that beefy offensive line. You know, I think Dak Prescott could come in here and ball out and get even more money, which is the money that Dak wanted. So I'm glad for Dak that he's getting paid and he's getting his money, and I think he did everything the smart and right way. All right, now let's get to the final part. Like I said, you know, guys, you all know how I do whenever I do a podcast by myself. It ain't going more than 20 minutes, but I just wanted to get something out there for you all today. Um, first thing I want to talk about is kind of something weird here. I mean, players are choosing to sit out in the NBA. Avery Bradley said he wants his friends and family to uh, be protected from COVID and everything. He doesn't want to spend time away from them. Um, I'm not really going to comment on my opinion on that, but that's what happened. Um, I expect to see a couple more players sit out, though. Trevor Ariza only has custody of his son for July. Couldn't get that changed, so he had to sit out and is choosing not to play in the season restart. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins chose to sit out, which I can't blame him. I don't think he's 100% healthy yet. And I mean, when you're DeMarcus Cousins and you still haven't, you're yet to sign that fat contract, that fat deal, you know, you got to get paid one way or another. And so I don't knock him for that. But also, Davis Bertans, I mean, he's seventh in the NBA in three-point percentage. And I mean, he's one of the guys who really stretches the floor for this Wizards team. This is a Wizards team that's not too deep, guys. And they're, I mean, a lot of their bigs are kind of cheeks. So... I think him sitting out is absolutely massive, which I'll get to here in a minute. But, I mean, I think that we'll definitely see some good bit of players follow suit and sit out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think a lot of the big names will. I think a lot of these guys are going to chase the ring. Like, I mean, we saw Patrick Beverly say King James is playing. We're all playing. But I wouldn't be surprised if 10 or 15 more players still come out and say they're sitting out the restart of the season. But I also think it'll be fun to see some of these guys like Jamal Crawford, who've been out of the league a little bit, get picked up with these expanded rosters and everything. Also, I hope Malcolm Brogdon gets over COVID and these other guys who have it. So that's another thing as well. But, I mean, I'm sure he's asymptomatic. And, I mean, just he just tested positive for it. That's what that could very well mean. But, like I said, I'm not a COVID doctor, so I'm not going to get into that type of stuff. But, like I said, 
Once again, I'm not going to see most of the time when I have a podcast like this, I'd sit here and give you all some future bets for MLB or NBA. Like I said, though, anybody can get ruled out for COVID and they're gone for 14 days. I mean, imagine if Giannis gets COVID and is out for 14 days, changes everything. That's why I don't see much value in this futures market right now. And I'm going to wait a little bit to see how I want to play on it. But I've got for y'all three teams that I would like to play against and that I would look to fade if I'm y'all when it comes down when the season restarts and three teams I'd play on. This is the way the rosters look currently. This is just the betting day-to-day. This is not for future bets. Let me make that clear to y'all as well. So the three teams that I would look to play against, my number one team I'd look to play against is the Philadelphia 76ers. When they're at home, they, the last two seasons, they are 29-2 and this year, and last year they went 31-10. and That ranks up there with the best in the NBA, and that's the best home record in the NBA this year. But when they're on the road, they're 10-24 and 20-21. and So this year they're 10-24, and and last year they went 20-21. and So they're even worse on the road this year. That's why they're the sixth seed instead of the three seed like I believe they were last year. Look, Philadelphia, they clearly do not have the discipline. I think Brett Brown should get fired personally because if you ask me, that's a coaching thing. The fact that you're 29-2 and when you're at home, don't get me wrong, Philadelphia is a great home crowd and all, but if you're 29-2 and at home and 10-24 and on the road, I think you got to get fired, you know? And on top of that, I've said it before, man, I really think Philadelphia's got to choose between Ben Simmons and Bede. I'm choosing Ben Simmons. I'm not going to get into that today, but I think you have to make a decision. I think this team does not play well on the road for obvious reasons. It's a lack of focus, lack of coaching, and I think they need to fix that problem with Brett Brown, but I personally don't think they'll play very well and well that they're out here. Um, I think they'll lose a good bit of those games, won't really be covering the spreads, and I, honestly, I think they'll get sent home right off the bat in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Right now, they're matched up against the Celtics, who I think We'll, sit, we'll send them home just like that. So that's something to watch out for right there. Um, my next team that I would look to play against is the Washington Wizards. First, I said they don't have Davis Bertans. I mean, he's their stretch four, one of their best shooters, one of the best scorers on their team, averaging 17 points per game. I mean, I can't blame him for sitting out. He's torn his ACL twice, and he needs that payday. Hasn't really gotten paid yet. He wasn't even a first-round draft pick in the NBA. So, I mean, you know he can't be missing out on any penny right now. He's due a big payday. I mean, those – those six eleven guys that can shoot a three like that are very valuable. But the Wizards this season are eight and twenty-four on the road and they're ten and thirty-one last year. So on top of the fact the Wizards are already atrocious on the road, they're barely even a five hundred team at home, let alone that horrible road record right there. That enough right there tells me that we need to play against the Wizards also. I mean, if you think about it, they're five and a half games out. The NBA threw them a bone. I mean, I think they might possibly show up that first game, but after that, I feel like it's really all going to be downhill for the Wizards, and they're not going to play. I mean, they might play hard, but they're not going to play well. I mean, 8-24 and 24 on the road. That's horrible. That's up there with the worst in the league. Not even 10 road wins, so I have no faith on the Wizards. Um, last team is the San Antonio Spurs. So this is my first reason. I have a very strong handicap for why we should play against the Spurs and win a ton of money. My first reasoning here is the Spurs last year are 16 and 25 on the road. This year they're 11 and 22 on the road. The Spurs are over 500 the last two years though at home. They play very well at home. But I mean that says a lot right there. You know, they have a great home crowd in San Antonio. That's a team that brought brings a lot. You know, city of San Antonio, it's mostly a military um, city, so you know, this team brings a lot of assignment and everything. Not to have them there is huge. Second reasoning being LaMarcus Aldridge, their all-star, probably their best player. He's sitting out because he had surgery, so he can't play. They only have two other big men on their team, Jakob Portal 
and Trey Lyles, and both those guys average under 10 points per game. They did add Tyler Zeller, but I mean, come on. Tyler Zeller's been a free agent all season long for a reason. He's not going to change much. I mean, I would, I'm taking player props. I'm playing guys in DraftKings that are big men against them. I'm betting against the Spurs. I don't think the Spurs have anything here, and I don't, and honestly, I think the game surpassed Greg Popovich. I watched him play. I watched him coach that Team USA team, and I watched Rudy Gobert dominate us in the fourth quarter when we lost to France. And he had Miles Turner and other big men sitting over there on his bench who are great lockdown bigs. That he thought Jason Tatum could do the job. I mean, if I'm Rudy Gobert, I'm laughing with Jason Tatum trying to box me out for rebounds. You can just reach straight over him. So I'll, on top of all those factors, I think the game surpassed Pop. I would play against the Spurs, and I honestly don't even think that they want to be out here. I think that they're going to mail it in and get whooped in all these games my last team or so now for the teams I look to play on this is one y'all know those of y'all following my bets that we've rode the streak and we actually jumped off the first game when they started to cool off on this trend that's the key to the trends guys you gotta find them when they're not known about but once they become known about that's when you gotta hop off the train the Oklahoma City Thunder I'm not sitting here telling you Oklahoma City Thunder are going to upset teams. I'm telling you they're going to cover the freaking spread. First off, they're the best ATS team in the entire league at 40 and 24. It's the NBA best right there, 40 and 24 against the spread. Off a win, they're also an NBA best, 26 and 13. So that means if they won the night before, they're 26 and 13 against the spread, which is another good thing. On the road, they're an NBA best, 23 and 8. As an underdog, they're third best in the NBA at 25 and 10. And lastly, as a road dog, they're 19 and 5. All those numbers I just gave, which is the second best in the league, all those numbers I gave y'all are against the spread. So pretty much Oklahoma City Thunder, they don't care who's in the crowd. I think Chris Paul has a lot to do with it. I think Chris Paul has that big dog mentality. He has that mentality of everybody's against me. They ship me to Oklahoma City. They don't think I want to be here. But he says, guess again. And they honestly, like I said in my beginning of the year podcast, the Thunder keep the band together. They have a playoff team. If they break it up, they don't. Well, what do you guys know? They have a playoff team all of a sudden. I like this Oklahoma City Thunder team a lot, and I would play on them a lot when it comes to betting on these games. I think you they will cover the spreads. And I mean, if Thunder are an underdog, it's an automatic for me at this point. Um, let's move here now to my second team. That's the Toronto Raptors. This team's just as good on the road as they are at home. And you would say, whoa, 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 Toronto is one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. They do, but they're 23-9. and nine. And I love about this team is they're deep, man. You know, if you have one guy get counted out for COVID, I still think the Raptors can keep winning games. You know, Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam, Gasol, Ibaka, Norman Powell, Chris Boucher. Um, the list just keeps going on and on. Terrence Davis. I mean, they have so much depth. This team knows how to win. They have so many bigs, so many different looks they can throw at you. They're so versatile, so many different lineups. I love the way the Raptors play, man. And I really think that this Raptors team is flying under the radar. I mean, when you look at it, they have the fifth best record in the entire NBA. Nobody wants to talk about that. I mean, I think the Raptors can honestly rival. I mean, I think they can put up as good of a fight against the Bucks. Nick Nurse, in my opinion, too, is an underrated head coach. I think he might be the best coach in the entire. I mean, I don't know if I want to give him the title of the best coach in the entire league just because there's so many other good coaches. But, I mean, Nick Nurse, in my opinion, is top three. And, I mean, if I had to pick a coach to start a franchise with, it'd be tough for me not to pick Nick Nurse or Coach Bud at this point. But I really think, guys, the Raptors, I mean, they have that resilience. I mean, they won big games on the road last year in the playoffs. I mean, don't get me wrong, they had Kawhi Leonard, but they haven't seemed to miss a beat without him. This team is a different mentality. And, I mean, the thing I love is guys like Lowry. You know, Lowry might not be scoring the ball the way he used to, but what does he do? He distributes and he plays defense. This team, every single player on this team knows their role, and they play their ass off. So, I mean, I love the Raptors moving ahead here into the playoffs.
and into this restart. My last team is the Indiana Pacers. Now, don't get me wrong, the Pacers, they have a great home court advantage, but they still are 18 and 15 on the road, which in my opinion is very, very good. Um, they're, they're only allowing 107 points per game, which is up there with the best in the NBA. Also, the Raptors have the third best defense in the league. I probably should have mentioned that too. But the Pacers are up there in the top five as well in defense per game. But Victor Oladipo just got more time to get healthy and get back. Think about how much better this chemistry is going to be for this Pacers team. They have two legit big men in Miles Turner and Sabonis who can control the boards and they can lock other teams down in the paint. If we remember correctly, the best way to beat Giannis is park two big men in the paint and make him go around them, which is what he can't do. The, the Pacers have the ability to do that. I really think not going to sit here and tell you guys the Pacers are going to the finals or they're going to win the East or anything, but I mean, don't sleep on the Pacers. They should be able to cover spreads against teams. They should be able to play with the big dogs. You also forget, Malcolm Brogdon and Oladipo is a slept-on pairing. I mean, this team, one through five, can play defense. I mean, they they are a low-key stacked team. They haven't gotten the respect they deserve all year in the Eastern Conference. They currently hold the fifth seed. And, I mean, who's here to say, you know, the Pacers are the fifth seed right now. They can I think they can beat that fourth-seeded Heat. I mean, the Heat are 14-9 and nine on the road. The Heat don't play well away from home. And that Miami home court is massive. These teams come down there, and they get the day off in Miami. I mean, you're in freaking Miami. I mean, they're going to strip clubs. They're going to nightclubs. They're out on the beach at these cabana pool parties. I mean, these guys are out here partying when they have a... It's, oh, it's a casual Tuesday in Miami. Shoot, let's party a little bit, man. We just came from playing up in Indiana, you know? Like, that's that's the big advantage that Miami gets, and they don't have that. I really think the Pacers can beat them then and there in the first round, and I mean, I think they'll definitely scare the Bucks a little bit. I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but I mean, it's definitely going to be a good series, but I would not take the Pacers lightly here, especially Victor Oladipo getting more time to get back and get more healthy, so... Look to play on the Indiana Pacers as well. I mean, it's been over a year and a half now since Depot was injured as well. Keep that in mind. So I'm excited, though, guys, for the NBA to start back up. It's going to be so much fun. As it gets closer and closer, we get more details on everything. I'll keep putting out more podcasts. But look for next week. I'm definitely going to preview a conference for the for college football. And I'm definitely going to preview a division for the NFL, worst case. But, I mean, guys, it's about time. I'm about to start have to start cranking out these podcasts. we got so much sports on. There's so much stuff to talk about. I just didn't want to put out this ridiculous content we see on ESPN and stuff every single day. I'd rather give y'all, I'd rather make less and give y'all better content than make more and give y'all shitty content. So it's the way I feel about it. I appreciate all y'all for sticking with me, riding with me through this. And hey, let's keep getting after it. Let's keep winning and follow me on Twitter at TP3Wins on Instagram at TP3Bets. But other than that, I look forward to putting out a lot of great content to y'all having some great guests on and let's kill this thing.